welcome to the Our Story Podcast, the College of Medicine Student Affairs' very own student-focused podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Smith, Assistant Dean for Student Affairs. Today's episode is called Med Student Playbook, Tackling Step 1. Step 1 is a topic that sparks both anxiety and anticipation, as it is a critical piece in the medical school journey. We're going to talk today about ways students can prepare for USMLE Step 1, both mentally and tactically. Today, we are joined by Hope and Kyle, both MS3s, who might feel a big sigh of relief. They are on the other side of USMLE Step 1, hearing perspectives from students who have faced Step 1 and um, successfully um, completed the test can be very helpful for guiding students in the first and second year as they move close to this critical exam. Welcome, you guys. We're so excited to have you. Um, Why don't you start with introducing yourself, um, why medicine, and why OU? Let's start with you, Hope. Um, So I, like, decided on medicine because I really like taking, like, something very big and then start figuring out all the minor details of it. And I thought medicine would be a great place to pursue because that is the basis of it. (laughs) Yeah. And why uh, OU for med school? Yeah, so I'm born and raised in um, Oklahoma. Um, I was born at OU Edmond now. Um, (laughs) I went to college at UCO, which is like down the street from it. So OU just was the right spot. My family's here. Um, I have good support. My friends are all here. So Awesome. Kyle? Thank you for having us here, first of all. Um, I wanted to pursue medicine first and foremost because I like solving complex problems. Originally, I was interested in engineering, and then I had to decide between, you know, fixing people and fixing machines, and I decided I like fixing the people better. So that's why I chose medicine. Um, OU, similar reasons. I'm from Oklahoma. In some ways, it's a financial decision. In other ways, it is convenience, and um, I did really like the program. Awesome. Yep. Okay, if you guys will think back to when you were preparing for the USMLE Step 1, What are some strategies that you use personally to manage your stress and maintain your mental well-being in this block of time when you're studying for this big exam? And you can um, share things that you did that were helpful and not helpful. Kyle, we'll hear from you first, if that's okay. Yeah, um, I think the planning ahead aspect of it um, helps reduce the stress. Like, first and foremost, you can make a plan and stick to it and planning well building your plan in such a way that it isn't overwhelming to you is the first step that you don't get overwhelmed while you're basically carrying out your plan so a good plan to start and then sticking with a plan after that um, there will be days within step study especially there were for me at least that you find that you've kind of expended your energy and you are just struggling to keep going and you're like maybe i only have two hours left i want to finish this day out finish it strong there are some days that you can do that but if you did that every single day push for an extra two hours that starts to wear down on you so taking and and recognizing when you're kind of at your breaking point for the day and recognizing well if i do two hours of not so great study today it's not worth maybe 30 minutes of really good study tomorrow. So maybe it's best just to take a break, be done for the day, and pick back up tomorrow. So knowing when to to put it down for the day. 
Yeah, Hope, what do you have to add? Um, yeah, I think Kyle said it perfectly about uh, knowing your limit. Um, I know with me, I was the person that was like, oh, like I have a goal of like 50 year old questions. I've only done 40, but you know, I really want to get 50 today and pushing myself to do that extra 10, but then not really just almost like guessing and then getting that score back and then being like, oh, okay, I'll review it tomorrow morning. And then the morning comes and I don't even remember the questions because I just sped through them. So I think definitely knowing that limit um, is something that I think learning in step one, a study period, and also now in third year studying for shelves has really helped me. Just It's okay to not reach the goal for that day. Don't make it consistently, but it's okay to just take that number and just take it to the next day. So, Awesome. Um, when you're studying for step one, it's sort of a full-time job. You guys both talked about, you know, you're going to study for six hours or eight hours or, you know, that big block of time during the day. But how do you balance that with other commitments? Um, if that's, you know, other coursework that you're doing, personal, your personal life, um, any student involvement like volunteering or leadership. So hope we'll have you go first this time. Um. I think when it came down to like balancing like step one with like my outside of like medical school and also like medical school stuff, I, I honestly would say I did a pretty poor job of it. I just focused on step one, like only my only thing was on my radar. And I honestly think that that kind of was a huge hindrance with step one um, for me. And I found when I started actually integrating like like family, Kyle and I like Kyle would come and study with me sometimes like that really helped me like get a better overview of like there is life outside of step one <laughs> I think it's easy to get very consumed in step one but I, I definitely think um personal life is also a very big factor because like your sanity is also very important <laughs> when you take these type of tests so I think that is like my big thing is just not make it your whole life yeah Kyle I definitely agree with that I think the the best thing that I did was, uh, once again, planning, back to having a good plan, and managing expectations. Um, I'm married, not a lot of people in medical school are, but some of us are, and you kind of have to set the expectation like, hey, I know it doesn't look like I'm going to be doing much today, but I'm going to be really busy trying to figure out step one, and it's going to look that way for the next two months. And so setting the expectations, planning out your week, planning out your individual days around what you need to get done versus what other responsibilities there may be. So, um, and on top of that, finding ways to do things more efficiently. So you have, you know, the whole day to study, but you recognize, okay, I also need to go shopping today. If you go shopping at 2 p.m., there's nobody at Walmart. You can get in and get out and go really quick, and that gives you more time later to study. Just small things like that that make it more efficient, small things that you can plan around, and give yourself not just the, the time to study, but also then later the personal time to do things that are more meaningful, that are able to help reduce your stress levels. That's great. When you guys think back to um, studying for step one and the challenges, um, what would you say were the more challenging aspects? Do you feel like just the amount of content? Was it figuring out what your plan was, uh, sticking to the plan? And whatever was your biggest challenge kind of 
how did you um, overcome that or what strategies did you use? I can start with that. Um, for learning content, the biggest challenge in terms of just the content of step one is trying to figure out what you don't know. And so you start with, okay, I'm just going to study everything. But you quickly realize, <laughs> I cannot study everything. Yeah. I already know half of it. I am familiar with a quarter of it. And I really need to go and figure out the, uh, the you know, remaining 25% that I legitimately don't know or don't understand. And so you have to find a method that gets you to that 25%. What do you actually need to go and study? And so if it's practice questions for you or Anki or whatever works for you, that's very much a person-by-person -person basis. But I'd say the most challenging aspect of it is not just like the content itself, but sitting down, reading a question, recognizing what they're telling you and what they're asking about and bringing your knowledge back to it. And that is just a skill. Mm -hmm. It's not something that you, you know, it's not something you're born with, it's a skill that you develop. And practice questions, for me, were the best way to develop that. So if you can get to that kind of problem-solving mindset when you're reading questions, I think that helps uh, mitigate some of the more challenging aspects of preparing for step one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I think Kyle uh, said it perfectly. I think just with, like, you can't know everything with the test, it's tiered with the school. You can have a, I think there are some things you need to know, like, the like from head to toe, but there's some things, you know, you're not going to know. And with that comes problem solving and being able to read the questions and knowing, like, with UWorld, like, they word things in a very ambiguous way. Like, the way they can say shortness of breath is very, they're not going to just say it. They're going to, like, put it in, like, an action of that patient. So I think doing that with practice questions really gives you an idea of how to answer them. And then having that, like, layer of um, knowledge does help build upon it. Because a, a lot of the questions are never just, like, what is this color? And it's, <laughs> they're going to be more detailed. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, um, you know, hopefully as our curriculum continues to evolve and develop, you, you get to practice those things in the first two years. But I think that's something that, you know, most people don't understand. This isn't a multiple choice test. I mean, it is, but they're, they're giving you layer A and you have to get down to layer E to, to have the right answer. And that is a, like you, like Kyle said, that's a skill. Um, how did you figure out what technique or resources you were going to do? Like, um, you know, I, I now know what Anki is and all these other things. So some of the things I'm sure that you have experience with um, in the first two years, but, you know, these sort of scheduling uh, little materials or things like that. How did you decide what was going to be helpful? Um, first and foremost... I think the most like useful thing to do is talk to other students and find out what they're using, what was helpful for them. Find someone who seems to have a similar study pattern or um, method of learning as you and, and compare notes, like what are they using? And you can ask people who are a year ahead of you, people in your year, whoever it may be, to kind of figure out what they're using. And then trial a couple things for yourself. Um, see if you like the content review by doing videos or doing um, review slides or whatever it mentions. You're gonna have to try a couple things. And then on top of the trying a couple things, get rid of things that don't work. 
because it's not all going to work for you. And so for me, what was helpful was UWorld and um, an Anki deck called LOL Not A Cop, which was just a review of um, sketchy videos for uh, microbiology and pharmacology, which were two aspects that were tested pretty heavily on STEP. And so those kind of two resources were my primary resources. And I didn't start my study, you know, focused on those two. I kind of arrived to them later. So don't feel bad if you start doing something and it's not working, you can change it. I love that. What about, Hope, do you have any um, uh, advice or opinions on like, did you make your own schedule? Did you use a like cram fighter or whatever these other things are that I know exist but know nothing about? Um, um, how did you decide what you were, how long you were gonna study and, and those things? Yeah. Um, so with me, I think I like listen to people's opinion and then I take their word as the truth. And so I <laughs> asked like 50 people and I got, you know, you're at 50 different explanations, but I said, oh, then I should do all these things. So cramp fighters is one. Um, I'm not someone who studies and like, who makes a study plan and like actually follows it. I, I am a self-proclaimed organized mess. I, <laughs> I just kind of go with the flow of things. And if for the most part, it typically works out for me. I tried cramp fighters, but it got really stressful when I put in every single thing that I wanted to do. And that's also with me trying to do too much, trying mm -hmm. to use all the resources. And it was like, I just ended up wasting money. I, I never used it. Um, but I think when you do ask people, like try to ask people, like Kyle said, that studies similar to you. Like if someone is like an eight to five person and you know you like to study at night, maybe don't follow through with that person. Go find a night owl type of thing. That's awesome. Okay. Let's uh, talk about social support. How important was social support? You you guys both said, you know, part of your decision to be here at the University of Oklahoma was your family was here. You know, this was sort of your, your uh, place where you have support. So what role did peers, uh, family, any mentors, faculty, how did they help you um, and support you during this period of challenge? Um. I would say like from a medical school perspective, like my medical school friends um, were like really good help. They like they understand step. I mean, no one's gonna understand step one like someone that's taken step one. Mm -hmm. So like like I say, Kyle was like a really like a really good foundation, someone I could like lean on that understood it. Um, and then from like an outside uh, med school, like my family and my friends, no one understood. They just thought step one was like a board exam. My mom's a nurse, so she to her it was like the end clack. So I was like, well, I mean, yes, but like no at the same time. <laughs> so but they would always just be really supportive. Like, oh, you're, this is like so fun. Like you're taking this big board exam. So they're like cheerleaders, even though they didn't understand like, the context of it. Like the, the, like the intensity of the exam, they're just really good. Just like we are here to support you. So I thought that was really good to have that type of like support um and I, th I didn't really reach out to any of my faculty mentors or anyone that was like any yeah that wasn't like student affairs or like medical school um people so yeah yeah um in terms of the the support system that you can have i'm lucky like i said earlier i'm married so my uh scheduled time off from studying was usually just oh i'd go eat dinner with my mm -hmm. wife and then we'd watch a show or something so it was built in um and I I don't I think I took that for granted because as I started looking around at other students around me and um, they would study all day and then they'd be done and they'd be sitting in their apartment and they were alone and 
there's it's hard to kind of build social events and it's hard to plan for things that will give you kind of recharge that sh social battery that you're missing when you spend all day studying and so if if you can plan it plan it make it part of your schedule that okay well on thursdays we're all going to get together for even just two hours and play games or eat dinner or whatever you and your friends are interested in make a plan for it um i just got lucky being married and i didn't have to plan that hard because <laughs> i just put the computer away and go hang out with my significant other it's awesome Anything else about support during this time that you guys think is important to mention? Um, I think it's important to, like Kyle said, just like if you want to do something, like you should put it into your schedule. Like you should do it. You should be like, oh, this will wait till after step. Well, I can go like see my friend that's in town for like two weeks, like later in the year. Like, no, like go do these things. Like step is, it's an important exam, but like you need your sanity to take the exam. Mm -hmm. And so if you're feeling like burnout or like, just like you're not achieving much as you want to, like take a break. Like I, I guess I'd always say take a break if you feel like you need to take that break. So, Awesome. I think you guys have a really balanced approach. Um, I, I like everything that you've had to say. You know, this is something that people have a difficult time understanding because um, it's not like a lot of other things in life. But, you know, just like any job or intense something, you can't, you know, do it all the time you have to take breaks so um as we wrap up you know someone listening to this may be you know early on in medical school and already worrying about step one they may be in the repro course and getting ready to have dedicated uh study periods so any words of advice or encouragement for a student who could be feeling overwhelmed, stressed, discouraged about the intensity of step one prep? Um, I think for me, when I first started, my first day walking into um, orientation, like step one was always something that just loomed in my head. Like this is, I'm not someone that likes board exams. They scare me. They still scare me. I'm terrified for step two, but um, I have a better understanding of how to do it. But, um, I just think you can only, it's one day at a time. Like, if you're like in I don't know like the human structures like just take as much as you can take out of that one and let it be in your brain so when you go to FOM it will help and just learn as much as you can in like today so when you do go to like dedicated you have that basis and you're not you don't have to feel like overwhelmed like, I don't know what any of this is type of thing so just like it's like baby steps like you're not gonna take like a huge leap going into dedicated that makes sense. I don't yeah. Um, one of the things we talk about around here is, you know, um, from the old people's perspective, like we came to medical school and knew nothing, you know, um, you couldn't look up all of these things, you know, like I was like, oh, we have to take a step. Like, cool. You know, and you're exactly right. Students come now. They know what the board exams are. They know what different schools pass rates are. You know, all that information is helpful but also terrifying. So I like that. One day at a time. Yeah, let, absolutely. Do what you're doing now and, and let that come later. Kyle, what do you have to add? Um, so for depending on what stage of medical school you're in and the anxiety or discouragement that you may be experiencing about step one, if you're in dedicated, I would recommend um, just recognizing what you do know. If you've got a really good understanding of some things, it, it can work out in your favor. And just keep building what you've got. 
don't get overwhelmed by what you don't have. If you're pre-step one, like dedicated study or kind of thinking ahead, what am I going to do about it? Recognize that you can set it up so it's as, as uh, relaxed or produces as little stress as possible for yourself in the way that you plan your dedicated time and the way that you prepare for the test. You can kind of look ahead, set your test date, build your plan backwards from that, and um, if it's a good plan and you feel like you're achieving the milestones that you've set for yourself, then it's going to be okay. And you've done a lot of hard things in your life to get here. Mm-hmm. Don't forget those. Like you've worked a lot harder probably in previous times than you will preparing for step. And if step one's the hardest you've ever worked, that's good too. It's going to make you an even better clinician and physician someday. So everything is working together to build you up and make you better. That's awesome. Um, I'm going to throw one final question at you. You guys have been great at sort of, you know, organized chaos, you know, having your plan. I think it is easy to come to medical school and look to your left and your right and say, like, what is that person doing? Oh, they look smart. I should do that. How, what are the keys to saying, this is who hope is, and this is what I know about myself so that I can say, I know that I'm, you know, how do you learn who you are, if that makes sense? Like, you guys know what works for you you figured out who to lean on. You have anything, that, what were the keys to that? To not just being like, oh, you know, Kyle looks like he knows what he's doing. I'm going to copy his plan. Because I think that is a sneaky way to get in the wrong spot. Um, I've, I've heard this before. I don't know if everybody else has heard it, but comparison is the thief of joy. Um, recognizing that really it's not about how well other people are doing or what other people are doing. It's more about the, either the connection you're making with them. So if, if, you know, you're new in medical school and, um, you feel like this is weird. I feel like I'm competing against all these people who are my classmates, but I want to be friends with them. Slow down and talk with some of them. And then you start to kind of pick up, okay, this is who I am. It's related to, you know, the things that got me here, the things that are keeping me going. And um, I think that's the best place to, to start and ground yourself is with the connections that you have with other people. Yeah. Um, I think it's such like your first, like, uh, your like, first semester, you don't, depending on who you are, like, I didn't really know that many people, honestly. So like when I would see people got like research projects or they were like meeting with this person or they like, wanted to do a field I wanted to do, I would, I'd be anxious, but like, oh my gosh, like I don't, I, I don't know these people, but I'm like, they're, they're so much smarter than me. Like they know all these things, they're like, making all these connections. But like in your first couple of years, like it's just, it's uh, to me, it's like, if I could go back in time, it's a time to make friends. Like. And my third year, I feel like I've made so many new friends I never talked to. I'm like, oh, I had an idea of who they were. But then like, I sit down and I talk with them. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, we have so much in common. Like, you're, like, a really cool person. And I think when you sit and don't take that time to actually meet people and get to actually know them on, like, a, like, like a one-on-one basis, you can just have these 
um, ideas people that that are not true. I think with social media also, like when I would see people during dedicated, like, oh, they're on a boat. And I'm like, oh, like they've already taken step and I'm still studying for step and all these things. But like, you know, the saying, like a picture worth a thousand words or whatever. Like, I think that's a really thing to say like that person you don't know like they may not study for there's they may still be studying you have no idea mm-hmm. they may they may be done and at the end of the day it doesn't matter because what they're doing doesn't affect you you are you are your um captain of your own ship focus on yourself so i i would say in medical school and now in third year in math just focus on you you're not in control of anyone else you're just in control of yourself that's all that matters is you yourself and your plan to graduate and match into a field that you love and want to be in Oh, I love it. Thank you both for taking the time out of your very busy schedules, I know, um, to be here today. Um, That is all we have for you on this episode of Our Story.